It's episode 382 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Fear is a mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total oblivion. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Nice. Yes. A little something from Dune. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll I guess we'll start off with, with that. Like come on, we'll just come right out the gate with that since I've already discussed it. Did you watch it? I'm 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 hoping you watched the trailer for it. Yeah, I did. It looks epic. It does, doesn't it? I, it does. I just don't know if I'm going to be into it or not. <laughs> that's the, you know, it's the problem. I'm. It's funny. Like, I, I was inspired. First off, I haven't read the book in over 20 years, so I, I went out. I, I, I bought the book. I like, like the copy I had was like from like 1984. It had like the, the movie poster on the cover. You know, so right. I, that's disappeared. So I, I bought um three books that it, you know Dune, Dune Messiah, and Children of Dune, the first three yeah. books. But of course, Dune like is like the other two books are like half the size of Dune. Dune takes up like it's in a box, and Dune takes up half the box. You right. know? Um, but I also was inspired. Um, I watched last night. I watched a David Lynch version from 1984. And today I watched the sci-fi version from 2000. Yeah. And they're both done very differently. Yeah. Like the sci- the sci-fi one has the advantage of it was a three-night event, so it's it's you know like a little over five hours long. Yeah. Um, the Lynch version, uh, the 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 version I watched was the the theatrical version, which was only two hours and sixteen minutes. Uh-huh. Um, but starting with the Lynch version, like, you, I forgot how slow that movie is at first. Like the first hour is nothing but setup. Yeah. And the second hour goes at a breakneck speed to the, to like the finish. Yeah. Because it's like. Because it's and, and that's the problem. Like so, like the first hour, like Lynch does a very good job of kind of like setting up like this is what the universe is, this is you know what's going on, this is this, this is that. You know, he, he sets up everything with the Emperor and the the, the Travelers and the Harkonnens and the deception is taking place against House Atreides. You know, he, he does all that like really well, and then you get to you know, the invasion by House Harkonnen. And then from there, it, like, like, like just, like, takes off. And, like, the second half, like, when Paul's with the, the, the Fremen and everything, like, it just is, like, and this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened and we're at the end. <laughs> you know, like, it was, like, holy shit, this, like, skipped a lot of stuff. <laughs> and then... Yeah. In the other, in the the nineteen the two thousand version, which by the way, those graphics, those special effects were bad in the two thousand one, like like sci fi quality bad in some yeah, in yeah. some instances. Like like there were some spots where I was like, okay, like they did a kind of a good job with the the worms, but like there were other spots where it was like, oh, 
oh, I can't believe that was like a, a special effect in even 2000. That was awful. Like, you know, yeah. like rough. But um, like in that one, it, it, it moves at an even slower pace. Yeah. Like it hurries up and gets them to Arrakis. But once they're on Arrakis, like that, like, and, and in the book it does. Like, I mean, it, it, to be fair, it, it, you know, this, this is a slow plotting. Like it's, it's very Game of Thrones-esque in how it reads because it just, it takes its time getting to tell its story and it sets things up very, very, very slowly. And that's what concerns me. Like, I, I like, you know, I enjoyed the, the 84 version because I could fill in the blanks and I enjoyed the 2000 version because the stuff that it skips over, I can fill in the blanks just from my, my general knowledge. But again, like I just, I, I become concerned, like as, as beautiful as that movie looked in that trailer. Yeah. Like it just concerns me of how do you tell this tale? Like, how do you explain this to people? Right, I don't know. You know, and I don't know. Like it, it's like that thing of like, like it's funny. Like I think back to like like okay, like Star Wars. There was no explanation. You were told okay, there was an empire. They were bad. These are rebels. They're good. And uh, you know that's all you need to know. Like all the political stuff that you 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 kind of like find out later on in the prequels and shit is like really not necessary. Right. Like it's just a story of good versus evil, but. For some reason, like with Dune, you need all of this information yeah. before you can even get to the story. Right. You know, and it's kind of weird that way. And I just, I like, as much as I'm looking forward to this, and as much as I don't want people to go see this movie, and I, I don't want to scare people away from it just based off of a trailer, but like, it just my general knowledge of the book is like, and I, and I trust the director. Like, the director I, I, I have a lot of faith in. I mean, he did a phenomenal job with with uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, you know, which was a movie I had misgivings about, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's just it's the story is such that I'm intrigued to see how it's going to be told. Yeah. Or if it's gonna cliffhang. I, I mean, it, it has to at some point. Like you you can't tell this story in one sitting. It's impossible. Yeah, you know, and, and there are things like I I notice like, you know, you you see Batista as, as the Beast Ramon, but you never see his brother Fayed, uh-huh. and you know Fayed becomes like the Baron's plan is you know to have Ramon just torture the people of Arrakis, wear them down to a nub, and have Fiad come in as like the savior, the Harkonnen savior, the the pretty boy who comes in and, and, and kicks out Ramon, and, you know, and then they become more docile to, you know, I mean, it, it, but you don't see that character ever. At least I didn't, like, I didn't notice him. I don't know who's playing him. I don't know. If, so like, I wonder if he's not even in this movie. Yeah. You know, and he's introduced in a second movie, you know, so, I, but it also makes me wonder, like, based on what I see, like, okay, like, so where does it cliffhang? Like where where does it the, the first chapter stop then? Because like there's that one scene with the the sandworm that I know has got to be from a point in the book where 
you know, after the Harkonnen invasion and, you know, Paul and Lady Jessica are on the run. You know, I, I know where that, that is in the book, I could tell. But it's like, so how far past that do you go yeah. before you get to, like, we'll see you in two years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? So I just, I, there's a lot of questions I have. Like, I, like, but I want it to succeed desperately because I, this story is so rich and so beautiful and so well done by Frank Herbert that, you know, it deserves the proper telling. And I just, I hope they can pull this off. Yeah. Visually, it looks stunning. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I can't wait. But that, that was my weekend. Like, I, like last night, I was just like, fuck it, I'm in the mood. Let's lynch it up. You know? Yeah. And there's another guy, like, of all the guys that you could offer a movie like this to, like, David Lynch does not make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, and only because, like, the movie that he did before this, like, and it's not even, like, I understand, like, you, 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 as a director, at some point, like, a lot of these guys, they take, they make that jump to a special effects heavy movie. From, yeah. from smaller films. But, like, just, like, Lynch is a storyteller. It doesn't make any sense that, like, unless he absolutely, and I've never heard this, but unless he absolutely positively loved the story of Dune, like, he read that book and said, this is a movie I have to make. Right. Because, like, nothing he's ever done in his career, like, adds up to, like, why he would have done Dune. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't hang blame on Lynch for the failures of the 1984 movie. Um, you know, he didn't have final cut as the editor. He he admitted like that's one of those things. He like he sold out to make this movie, which is like again, surprising. Like of all the things, like you know, it, why would you sell out to make Dune? Like it like it just it doesn't make any sense to me why he made this movie. Yeah. And like and like so I, I don't hang the failings of the movie solely on him as a director, but. Like there are so, there's so many things from a story standpoint that are just missing from that movie, and they they try to fix it with exposition and you know and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh man, I, you know, two years have gone by. Oh okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a fascinating like. And then I found out like I was I was doing because I was doing the research. I was, I'm you know, I'm on IMDb and I'm looking up the trivia on this, and um. I did not know this, but apparently Lucas offered him Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. So again, like I have to ask, like, what would make you think that David Lynch could do or want to do yeah. a high-end special effects heavy movie like Return of the Jedi? <laughs> and, it's, and it's no knock on Lynch. Like, I'm not a fan of his movies, but at the same time, I can I can admit the man is a as a director is amazing. Like what he does visually is absolutely fascinating, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't translate into the science fiction genre at all. Yeah. I mean, all honesty, it's it to me, it's the, it's the equivalent of love of when they were talking about having Quentin Tarantino direct a Star Trek movie. Right. Like it made no sense to me. Yeah. There's nothing in Quentin Tarantino's repertoire that says Star Trek. (laughs) Right. 
You know what I mean? So right. that's just one of those. That's always going to be one of those fascinating points of that movie that I just like. What were they thinking? Like, what what was Lynch thinking? Right. Like, I can see somebody saying, like, well, let's get David Lynch. He he's a hot director right now. He did the mm-hmm. Elephant Man. Yeah. You know. But it's one of those things at the same time where it's like, it's David Lynch. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I shouldn't take this movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't think I'm built for this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, yeah. I thought it looked visually good. Yeah. But... Oh, the new one looks, looks stunning. I mean, there's so much like, like when the Benny Jesuit is like talking to Paul and you know what's in the box, pain. Like oh, I love that moment. Like yeah, yeah. You know it's such a cool moment and I I mean that this little things I was just pulling from the trailer. I was like oh and, and like and the like the knife like the thing with the knife like I, that, that's that's in none of the movies but that's in the book. You know nobody picked up on that in the movies. Shit like that I was just like oh I love that type of shit. You know <laughs> yeah and. So, I, you know, I, I have – I don't want to say I have high expectations for this movie, but I do, like, because I, I want it to be good. I want it to be really good. Yeah. You know, I'm going to – I'm sure I'm going to love it no matter what, because I, I, mean, I even like the Lynch version. You know what I mean? Like, I can watch – like, I, I rewatch it. I'm like – at the end of it, I'm like, even, like, the ending, like, there's so much they left out of the ending of that movie, like, like that, that that is in the book. And it just like it ends with like you know, Paul makes it rain, and that's the you know, spoiler alert. I guess I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, well, you know, Lisa watched it and she's really excited too because she read the books too. Yeah. And uh, and I said yeah, or she said yeah, it looks pretty good. And I was like yeah, set of Jupiter ascending, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but unlike Jupiter ascending. Like, I have faith in the director. Yeah. You know, like, the problem with Jupiter Ascending was the, the, the Wachowski siblings. Yeah. Sisters now, I guess. They're the, the Wachowski sisters officially now. But still, yeah. like, either way, like, you know, they, their track record, in all honesty, since the original Matrix movie is awful. Yeah. Like, I can't believe Warner Brothers gave them that much money to make Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, like, somebody's got to sit them down and, like, and I guess, like, like, Speed Racer was good for what it was. It was it was an episode of the Speed Racer, and people were like, oh, it was goofy and it didn't make any sense. Well, sit down and watch Speed Racer. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, it played out like a Speed Racer episode, which is exactly what people normally say they want, and when yeah. you, you're given it, you're like, oh, no, this is bad. Um... But other than that, like I guess, like Pete, there, there are those people who raved about that that Netflix series that they had. Um, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. You know, um, but beyond that, like I just I can't imagine anybody giving them money to make like like they're making a, another Matrix movie, and I'm like, it's just like it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm gonna go see it, cause you know, but still, like I'm like I'm afraid I'm just gonna throw in good money after bad in a way. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's just their, their track record is such that, like, 
I don't know why I would even have any faith they could they could make a fourth Matrix movie. Yeah, there they are. You know, plowing make ahead. It. Yeah, convincing somebody to give them money. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, I know. You know, so that's the problem. Like that, that's the problem with Jupiter Ascending. Like you're right though. Like when we watched those trailers, you and I were both like, oh my god, this looks amazing. It did. It looked amazing. Like we we were so excited for that movie. Like the Wachowskis are back, and boy were we wrong. Oh, big time. Yeah. Like that was, was just a so that was like sad left the steamer on my chest. Yeah, it was bad. Really bad. Yeah. And it's hard to find good it. things about it. <laughs> yeah. That nothing. I mean, even the acting was terrible. Yeah. It was just bad. And even like even like Eddie Redmayne was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna choose scenery today. Yeah. You know, he's a fine actor. He's just fucking it up, just fucking it up. You know. Yeah. I got paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got paid a large sum of money to be in this turd. <laughs> right. I mean, that so that that's the difference of it's like, like yeah. We had high hopes for Jupiter Ascending, but man, I have no I have no faith in those directors whatsoever anymore. Whereas with Dennis Villeneuve or Villeneuve, whatever his name is, I do. Like, you know, The Arrival was a very good movie. Blade Runner 2049 was an amazing movie, a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, and like like a, a a beautiful sequel to the original movie as well on top of everything else like the thing i thought was going to be the hardest thing to do like he made look beautiful yeah and then on top of it all like and now he's you know he's doing dune this impossible piece of of material that like man i hope he pulls if he pulls it off he he's going to be up there in, in my like level of directors like of you know guillermo del toro and Ridley Scott, like, he's, he's going to reach that level. Even yeah. though I can't pronounce the motherfucker's name, he's going to reach that level because he's he's doing amazing work that I absolutely love. Right. You know. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. I watched the, I watched the movie. <laughs> Train to yeah. Busan. Or Train to Busan. What was that? It sounds oh. familiar, but I can't place it. It's a horror movie. Okay. Zombie. Okay. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, excellent. It. Uh, it just. It's Korean. Uh, yeah. It's just. It's. It's a Korean horror movie. It, it's just really, really good. And I guess it got like huge reviews. Like it does. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Not you know, what I'm saying and Metacritic was like an A. Rotten Tomatoes like a 94. Yeah. Um, and it's subtitled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But holy fuck, is it good? Yeah. Like it just doesn't stop yeah. <laughs> once it gets started. And uh, the fascinating thing is, 90% of the movie takes place on a train. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, and the infection starts right when they board the train, pretty much. Oh, okay. Right before. Yeah. And so it's very graphic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fast-paced. 
the uh, the dead are about as quick as 28 days. Yeah. That fast. Yeah, that fast zombies. Yeah. Um, set it up more like a sickness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, very good. Yeah. Highly, highly, highly recommend this film. It was that good. Wow. I couldn't believe how good this was. Uh, complete, completely encompassed me. Like I was all in. Yeah. So I watched that and uh, Alive. I'm Alive or whatever it is. It's. Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't know if that's Korean too or Chinese, but it just it, it was okay. And it was yeah. takes place between two people that are trapped in the middle of an ap- zombie apocalypse that can see each other across a hundred feet, 200 right. feet from okay, yeah. you know, high rise to high rise. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And survival and stuff more on an independent level. Right. As with train wasn't, it was right. just high action, fast paced. Like it just kept going and going and going. Both were well done. Right. But, Train was excellent. Wow, well, I mean, it's go. really good. I was shocked. I mean, I, I didn't have any expectations. I was yeah, like, eh, just watch, you know, just watch a, a movie. <laughs> Where'd you find these at? I want to say Prime, but I could. It's either Prime or Netflix. Okay. It's either one. It wasn't on Shutter or anything like that. It was. Right. This was it's too big for that. Yeah. I mean, globally. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It was um, just that good, man. It was fucking. I mean, Train was just unbelievable. Train to Busan. Yeah, it's streaming on, on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Prime Video. And it had, um, and it all focuses in on the main store. Well, I mean, it is, but. The main story, the main two characters are, are a guy and his mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah. And he's taking his daughter back to um, Busan, Busan, to see his mother. You yeah. Know, they're split up at the moment. So, and that's, you know, she was, he got her on the train to take her back there. Yeah. To see her mom. And that's how, and, and that's it. That's the main storyline. Yeah. But it's good, man. They're making a second one. But, uh. Uh, Korean films just do very well at horror, as with Japanese. Japanese movie makers just do very well at horror as well. Yeah. But I, and I think the one with the, the Alive one, uh, I, they've already made an American version. It's coming out. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. We were both like, what? But. Uh, yeah, I, I can't find that. Yeah, I'll find it. But. um. But Train to Busan, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. Looks like it's also on Netflix. What's that? Looks like it's also on Netflix from what I'm seeing here. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. I, I use an app um, called uh, Just Watch. And you can find out like where things are streaming. So looks like it's on a bunch of stuff like you know, um, Tubi. With ads, crackle with ads. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on Shutter. Yeah. It's actually called hashtag alive. Hashtag alive. Okay. Yeah. Ninety three. So, 
Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, six six three out of ten. Yeah. Um, it's South Korean as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Mm, for real, man. It was. It's really good. So anyway, yeah, that's what I did. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, so I went to go grocery shopping today. Okay. And my car won't start. Oh yeah. And battery's dead. Nice. Yeah, it sucked. So I gotta get a battery like tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. I'll probably just get like advanced auto parts or something. Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah. It's just a pain in the ass. Like the the, the big problem is going to be I got to push my car back because like on the 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 pad, yeah. I'm pulled in forward, and like at the end of like my parking pad, it like drops off. Right. You know, so like I can't get to the hood. Really, I have to push the car back some to be able to get in front of it to right. open the hood and shit and work and work to get the the battery out. Yeah. Have you replaced a battery in this one? Not in this one, no. 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 <laughs> so that means I, I mean, at least to the best of my knowledge, that means the battery's at least ten years old. Right. So I mean, yeah, it's it's probably due. I'm just hoping that's all it is. It's just a battery. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, like, I I haven't driven the car in, like, two, three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the last couple of times I've gone shopping, I've gone with Nancy. Yeah. You know, like, today she was just, she was going over some friend's house because she wasn't home. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'm going to get, go, go ahead and go food shopping. We're going to fire up the car. And click, 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 click. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. You know? Yeah. I tell myself, like, you know, you need to go out and start the car and let it run for a little bit and you know, take, it, take it around the block or something. I never do, you know. Yeah. So, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sure that's, that's, you know, that's what it is. It's a 10-year-old battery. It sat for two to three weeks, and now it's just saying, fuck off. I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah Hopefully, yeah. you know. If it's an alternator, I'll be pissed. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, what else is going on? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think is Saturday, Saturday I watched that that AEW pay per view. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I'm not going to get into it, but I enjoyed it. No. Um, Sunday. What did I do Sunday? I know I watched something. Oh, I watched uh, Star Trek Insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, Stork, but it was bad. Um, 
And then Labor Day. Labor Day, I was useless because I fucking I, I went out and I mowed the lawn. Yeah. And it's like one of those, like, you know, you look, I've been looking out there and I've been keeping track of it. I hadn't mowed the lawn in like a month and a half, maybe two months. Right. I just didn't need it. Like, I'm looking out there. I keep, I, you know, looking around. Everything looked fine. Didn't need cut. And then, you know, we had that rain. And all of a sudden, like, everything kind of shot up. I'm like, okay, well, I need to mow this. Well, there's, the hardest part of mowing my house, the lawn of my house, is the area between the front steps and the side steps. Yeah. It's like a 20-foot, you know, like, like, not, like 10 yards of, of house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's a little... A little hill that, that comes up to, you know, it pop, it flattens out at the top. And I don't know what the deal is, but that is the thickest grass in the lawn. Yeah. Like I don't know if like it's something where rain collects there and the the, the ground is real. Like, but I damn near killed my like. The backyard isn't that bad because it's it's mostly flat. Like the, the the side where it's coming down the hill is. I can deal with that. Yeah. The front area, it, it's got a hill, but again, it's a small enough area, like, and it doesn't get that bad, like where it's like super thick or anything. So mm. I can cut it relatively easily. But that that's that spot between the the front steps and the side steps, holy fuck, damn near killed me. <laughs> like I got the entire backyard cut, and all the way up to the side steps before I decide, okay, I need to take five minutes, you know. Catch my breath, get a little liquid in me. I'm fine. Yeah. I did that 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 between the steps area. I need to take another five minutes and get some liquid in me. Oh, <laughs> Shit wow. was just brutal. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe that's where water collects. That's my guess. It's it's got to be something like that, because it's just it's like. It's the only area of the house where, like, it was, like, super fucking thick. Yeah. You know? I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, everything else I was able to get with relative ease. Like, uh, right. you know, relative. But that, I was just giving me the middle fucking finger. <laughs> so, like, for the rest of the day, I was, like, fucking useless. Just, like, laying on the couch, like, uh, that's the worst. All right. Uh, I hate mowing the lawn. Mm -hmm. Fucking useless the rest of the day. And then I was pissed at myself this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I I told you last week, I'm taking every Friday off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this week I was so excited because it was only going to be a three-day week. I had Monday off and I'd have Friday off. Three-day week. So excited. This is going to be the best thing ever. You know? Yeah. Well, we, we, we changed our, our timekeeping program that we use. Like we, we, we use a software to, you know, track our breaks and lunches and put in for our time off and shit like that. Well, they're apparently having an error with it where the, it's not showing any time off you had put in before they transitioned to this, this new program, which they jumped into this week. I'm like, hey, it's uh, showing I work on Friday. <clears throat> I'm supposed to be off. 
And my supervisor was like, okay, well, do you have the email that shows that you would have that day off? I'm like, oh, let me look. I can find the emails for the week before. I can find the email for next week and the week after. No email for September 11th. Like, yeah, I'd be fucking. I'm looking everywhere. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't request a day off. Okay. So thank God I caught this. Otherwise, it would have been a no call, no show. Yeah. And but still, like the other side of the thing that pissed me off is like, why'd you go to work on Friday? Yeah. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> You suck. Yeah. So. Oh, I was pissed. Like all day Friday, I was like Dante in, in Clark's like, I'm only supposed to be here today. Oh <laughs> yeah. All pissed. All pissed. Waiting for Caitlin Bree to show up so she can go in the bathroom and fuck a dead guy. <laughs> you know what uh, I finished this week? What'd you finish this week? Cobra Kai. Did you? Oh yeah. Oh, Nancy says it's phenomenal. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you watched any of it? Not yet, no. Oh. You need to. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm 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 probably gonna start oh, watching it this man. week. It is so good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was completely in shock yeah on how well it's done yeah i mean i I had no doubt it was it was well done i had heard nothing but good things about it from everybody who's watched it yeah it's just like my thing is was always like i'm just not gonna pay for youtube prime or premium whatever the fuck they were calling it right i'm not buying youtube for one fucking show yeah says the guy that subscribes to cbs all access for star trek right (laughs) yeah you know it's on netflix now yeah, I know, but I mean, like originally it was like I subscribe to enough shit. I'm not subscribing to this just for one show. You yeah, know, it's not worth it. And all the other stuff that they had on there, like had had, like, I can at least say with CBS All Access, I can get my money's worth out of it year round based upon some of the other stuff that they show. If I would just sit down and watch it, yeah. and now I mean, the other side of that is you know between Discovery, Picard, and now Lower Decks, there are three things I'm watching on that that I'm getting my money's worth out of. Yeah, you know, but like I just wasn't putting on the money for for YouTube premium. So, yeah, like everybody who did plop down the money and watch the first two seasons before me. They they were all like, you know, all the reviews were like, this is a phenomenal show. This is really well done. You really should see it. It's worth the money. And I'm like, yeah, I ain't spending that. <coughs> yeah. You know, but now that it's on Netflix. Yeah, I want to sit down and watch it because, again, you know, Nancy was just like. Oh, you gotta watch it. You'll love it. It's amazing. And now you're, you know, giving me the same thing. So yes, I need to sit down and watch it. I absolutely do want to watch it. It's just, yeah. you know, it's fantastic. I've got three Dune books I want to read right now. <laughs> you just watched Insurrection. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That would that would have taken you four episodes <laughs> in the Cobra Kai. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking crazy. That's no excuse. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, like, out of shows to watch, Cobra Kai's on and you watched Insurrection. That's fucking crazy. Watch Cobra Kai. It's worth it. I mean, it's so good. It is, truly. It is, like, that good. Yeah. Like, it, you you get completely invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. And I'm telling you, what's his name that plays Johnny is just yeah. money in the bank. Money in the bank. I buy into that character so much that he just pulls it off. Yeah. I, I know enough about the show because, like, you know, I haven't kept myself away from spoilers or anything. But let me ask you this question. Hmm. Who's the, who's the villain of the show? Is it Johnny or is it Daniel? You'll have to decide. Who do you think it is? Like I, you know, Nan, Nan, I'll tell you now. Nancy tells me, you know, Daniel is still the hero. Johnny's the villain. Yeah, but this is more like a redemption of Johnny's story. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yes, he does. You'll see. It it evolves. His yeah. His, his, he has the overlying arc. Yeah. It's not Daniel. Right. I mean, somewhat, but not as big as his. Right. He, his arc is the most important in the series. Right. So it's from where he starts to where he ends. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. well, to the end of season two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's that. It's that level. But even when you get to the kids, you get invested in them as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so everything is kind of thrown up in the air and and comes back down, and you're like, wow, this is different. Whoa, this is the same. Nope, this is different. Oh, what a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you just have to see it. Yeah. It's, I, I can't really pick it. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't really pick a villain because I. There are parts where you hate Mon, you hate Ralph Macchio, and then there are parts where you hate Johnny. Yeah. But truly, it's it's a redemption of Johnny. I mean, that's yeah. how this show's written. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ralph Macchio has a huge part in it. I mean, yeah. he's fifty percent of the movie. Yeah. But it's. I don't know. I I fall more into I I follow more. Not follow. I mean, I follow the whole story, but I like the Johnny yeah. storyline. It makes sense, right? You know what I mean? He's yeah. I don't. You can see it. It's fucking great. It is. It doesn't like. It doesn't hold. It doesn't hold back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's Netflix, right? I mean, it just doesn't. It's. I mean, he calls a kid a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, the, other thing, the other thing I like is that they're only half-hour episodes. You know what I mean? What's that? I, the other thing I like is that they're only half-hour episodes. Yeah. Like, it would be easy to, like, fall into that trap of doing an hour program as, like, a dramedy type of situation. Mm. But they kept it at a half-hour. And it's perfect. So, so it tells a more concise story. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love the length of the. Uh, I love yeah. the length. It's just, it's just a perfect time, time, yeah, time period of what you're watching. Yeah. yeah. I just can't get over how good it was. Yeah. <laughs> and the music is fantastic. Yeah. Like I'll give you one thing. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to tell you much about it, but mm-hmm. they try to set him up on a dating app 
on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid's going, you know, well, what kind of what kind of women do you like? And and they and there's no no answer, and it turns to the kid and says, like, yeah, I know hot babes. And then he goes, <laughs> goes on. And he goes, all right, well, what's your favorite movie? And he was like, Iron Eagle one, Iron Eagle two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's you got to see it. I mean, yeah. there's shit like this. Like, it's just peppered yeah. with stuff like that all over. But it makes sense that a guy never comes out of his shell. He's still trapped. Yeah. You know what I mean? As the right. fallen champion and champion at one time. You know what I mean? Like right. It's, he's still on that. I don't know. He's still there. But he's still know? 1986 in his head. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand technology and da 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 you know. Yeah, I see it in the ads, like, you know, hash brown Cobra Kai, <laughs> you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, one of those hash browns on it. Right, and Lewis is absolutely the opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's with today's standards. He's, yeah. He's, he sells BMWs. I mean, yeah. he owns the dealership. Right. You know. And there's plenty of Miyagi throwbacks, too. Yeah. When it, get, when it gets into Daniel's thing you know what i mean and so uh yeah it's good dude seriously yeah highly 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 recommend out of anything you watch that should probably be one yeah because it has that same vibe yeah you know right it does it has that same vibe as the first one it has just that i don't know you just gotta see it and, like, you know how, I mean, I'll tell you this, too, because you'll find this out, you probably in the previews, but he takes all the rejects and forms Cobra Kai. Yeah. The kids that, not rejects, but, I mean, you know, the kids, the unpopular kids, the kids that got picked on. Yeah. He takes those kids. Johnny does. Does so that yeah. make sense? You know what I mean? So it's it's different. You know what I mean? That's yeah. where the big difference is. These aren't the popular jocks in school joining Cobra Kai. Now these are the misfits. But now the misfits are becoming the most popular kids. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. It's a, it, it's a weird. There's a lot of different storylines going on that. Right. That make it interesting. Yeah. Like it doesn't get boring, which I like. You know. What right. I mean? So. Yeah, definitely check it out. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it. All righty. So. Let's jump in the old show proper then. <laughs> An hour in. Yeah. yeah. A couple of things we could touch on kind of quick. Um, it looks like um, Wonder Woman 1984 is being pushed back yet again. Ugh. Uh, it was originally, it, it, this time it was, it was scheduled for release October uh, 2nd. And they're now looking to push it back to um, later this year. Uh, the assumption is that they're going to move that to uh, December 18th which was the spot held by Dune, they're going to push Dune to 2021. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you recall, in all honesty, Warner Brothers has played it smart with both the Wonder Woman trailer and uh, and now with the Dune trailer they just released, uh, where it just said, um, only in theaters coming soon. Yeah. You know, neither one of those trailers had a release date. Right. Um, so they're they're not. 
I, I think Warner Warner Brothers learned, learned just learned a hard lesson with Tenet. I think um, that's a two hundred two hundred million dollar movie. It did twenty million dollars opening weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's going to the movie theater right now. No, you know, no, no, nobody's will. You know, surprisingly enough, in all honesty, I mean, now this is a, you know also no movie theaters are open in New York. No movie, movie theaters are open in California. Um, and I mean, in all honesty, in California, what the fuck is open at this point? Like between COVID and the fact that the damn state's on fire. Yeah. That thanks to a gender reveal party. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like nothing is open in California, but I mean like, it, and nothing's going to be open in neither of those states anytime soon. So like these, right. these like Sony came out and said, we ain't releasing Jack shit for a while. Yeah. We're just telling you now. We're not. We're probably not going to release anything until there, there, there is a vaccine. Right. We would much rather have shit sit on a shelf, and we'll make money on it later than than throw it out there now and and have it flop. Right. You know. And I think Warner Brothers is learning that lesson the hard way right now as well because they're pushing shit back because you know what's the point. Right. No, I know. <laughs> Yeah. That sucks about Tenet, too. It does, because this is, like, the fourth time this movie's been pushed. And, like, I, I know I made it. I have to fess up, because, like, I made the joke about, like, you know, New Mutants being pushed back several, several times. The last time, not of its own fault, it was a COVID issue. And the same thing with Wonder Woman this time. But, I mean, unlike the New Mutants, I, I, I have faith that this is a good movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, New Mutants had so many problems that were, like, enumerated throughout its history before it actually got released in theaters. Right. That, you know, I, again, I just, I think Disney just kind of said, like, fuck it, let's just get it out there. Who cares if it makes money? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Just fuck it. We're done. Yeah. I don't want to see this on my sheet anymore. Right. Um, but again, like, Wonder Woman has been pushed back several times. Mostly because like they, they, they talked about like, you know, the first time was like, well, we had Joker and we had Aquaman and we had Shazam. We thought having another DC movie this year wouldn't have made any sense. I mean, they pushed it back twice in that year in 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 twenty nineteen and now you know, it got pushed to, to May and now it's getting put you know, to October and now it's getting put so it's like the fifth time it's been pushed. Yeah. You know, the last two times you you know you, no fault of anybody. It's it's, it's COVID nineteen, but you know that that's a movie that like I feel like I should have seen already. Yeah. You know. I know. Yeah, the summer kind of sucked. <laughs> well, for mo- like as a movie goer, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 never gonna have a summer like this again, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, I was fascinated um, today. You know, college college football. I mean, college football has already kicked off. Yeah. But like, this was like the first weekend for like the the big three conferences that are now 
playing the SEC, the ACC, and the uh, the Big Twelve. And um, like Clemson was playing at home, and they had people in their stands, and there were a lot more people than I thought there were going to be. Yeah, from what I understand, Florida State was playing too. There was nineteen thousand people there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now I. I, I the Chiefs played on Thursday and I watched that game. Uh-huh. And um boy did they look good. <laughs> By the yeah, way. Like, you know. Whew. <laughs> Can anybody say repeat? But yeah. uh but they had fans in the stands. They, they and they had seventeen thousand people in the stands. Uh-huh. And I was surprised by that. And I know Jacksonville was playing at, I think it's 15% capacity. Now, that doesn't yeah. surprise me as much because that team's owned by the cons. And, you know, they're letting people go see AEW shows at Daly's Place in the, the facility right next door to the Jacksonville Stadium. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they're letting people in the stands, you know, at, at 10% capacity. But uh, it's still surprising to, like, to see. Like, I, I saw a picture from Clemson and, like, it wasn't a full stadium, but there were a lot more people there than I thought there would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, wow. Okay. Super spread event. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like uh, fucking Sturgis. Nah. We never I talked know. about that. Yeah, I heard about fucking that. Fucking Sturgis. 10-day biker rally. Over 100,000 people went through that town in 10 days. Yeah. Now they're tracking all, like, you know, how many people are coming up sick from it. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah, that's a super spreader. You know, but... One football game can be a super spreader. True. I mean, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm not denying that for a second. But, I mean, it's just... I mean, and you're right. Like, I mean... It, like I said, like that Clemson game, I'm willing to bet they were at 50% capacity. Yeah. Which is shocking to me. Yeah, I know. Like, in like the crowd, like, at least I can say, like, when I, when they would show crowd shots at like the at Kansas City, or like when AEW shows crowd shots, uh, you know, at, at Daly's place where they, they, they're filming, you can see that there is some social distance between like, Okay, this is a pot of people, two or three people who are all together, and there's some distance between them and the next pot of people. And it's the same thing with the Kansas City game. Like, you could see there were people spread out. Like, it wasn't like everybody was clumped in one area. Yeah. But, man, this Clemson game, like, the the, the, the shot I saw, Student like, the, the, the photograph, like, it was just, like, everybody was in the lower bowl, and everybody was, like, all together. It was, like, it was, didn't look like there was much distance between people at all. Right. Yeah, I'm like, wow. <clears throat> and as a university, how can you yeah. let that happen? I don't know. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I don't get it. No. Like, you don't need the money that fucking bad. Yeah. I know. I just... Blows my mind. Yeah. It does. I mean, as a as a university, how can you let that happen? You know, the yeah. same universities that are preaching social distancing in schools and 
don't go to frat parties and don't do this and the other. Yeah, we'll just cram 10,000 people all together and, you know, have them yeah. scream and yell. And half of them are wearing face masks and we're not going to police this. And no. da, 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 da. why you, how can you do live by that double standard? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, football gives sells money. Yeah. I mean, football is going to give you money. Yeah. And that's what that's the only reason they're letting them do it. Yeah. If they weren't making a profit of it. They'd be right there. Sticklers on the rules. Yeah. But they're going to cram as many students as they can in that fucker. And alumni and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's unreal. I don't Ah, whatever. I'm just, and I'm more surprised. Like, I mean, Florida was a hotbed for so fucking long. I know. And, like... I'm just surprised that they're even letting people in these facilities still or yet, yeah. I guess would be the better word yet. Like, uh, you know, I, I can compliment the con family, like T- Tony Khan with what he's done with AEW. And, and as far as like, like trying to create some sort of atmosphere, trying to have fans there, trying to do something for the people. That's like, great. But at the same time, like, and they're trying to do it safely. I'm, you know, I can't deny that. I, I you know, I feel a little bit better about the Jaguars game and the people that are going to be in attendance there that that's going to be policed, you yeah. know? And like I said, I felt, you know, watching the Kansas city game, I thought they did a pretty good job there as well. But like college football is like yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're going to let people win, we're going to let people win. Yeah. You know, apparently West Mifflin is too. I saw that. Because I saw, like, I mean, what I saw, I, I saw, like, like, they were allowing, like, parents to come to games. Like, each student has two tickets that they're allowed to give out that's either on the team or in the band. Yeah. Like, that, that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. So, like, for home games, like, and I don't think you're allowed, like, I don't think away games you're allowed to give away, like, you're allowed to do this. But, like, for the home team, the home team's allowed to have parents or, or you know two tickets per student um supposedly for their parents like west mifflin i guess was just like fuck it let people in yeah and they were like well we don't we, we don't have the numbers to police that yes you do you, you can control who goes into those games yeah i've been to a lot of football games yeah you know what i mean like and i know you have to pay for your seat you know what i'm saying yeah like, you just can't walk in off the street to a football game. Yeah. You have to pay to get in. Right. At any stadium. Right. So don't give me that line of shit where you you can't police it. Bullshit. Yeah. People are taking tickets. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's supposed to be like a pre-sale where you you're, each student is av- has two tickets available for the for purchase. Yeah. You know, so that they shouldn't have a ticket window open where people are walking up and buying tickets at the ticket window. Right. You know, it should be. Let me see your ticket. Go. Yeah. Foolish. I agree. I mean, that's crazy. It is. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. I think it's just going to throw a big wrench in the system again. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
just fucking be responsible. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, I like I even get it, like especially here, and I'm I'm sure it's this way, like in Florida, and I'm sure it's this way in Texas, maybe in Oklahoma. Friday night football is just as important as what goes on on Saturdays and what goes on on Sundays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in this area, you know, in southwestern Pennsylvania, high school football is king. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's an area where, like, you know, if you have a, 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 like, at the height of the rivalry, I got to go see McKeesport and, and Woodland Hills. Yeah. You know, like, it was a year that I think McKeesport won the state championship, and, like, Woodland Hills was, like, the second best team in the state. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I found a way to get tickets to that game. And yeah. I, you know, and that was, there were 10,000 people in that place, I guarantee it. Yeah. You know, the stadium may have only held 8,000, but there were 10,000 there. You know, like, yeah. it was jam-packed shoulder to shoulder. That place was rocking. It was rocking as much as any college or, fo- or pro football game I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when it when it's a hot when it's high end call like high school football in this town, people come to see it. Yeah. You know, when it's low end high school football, people still come to see it. It's that it, there is a a a civic pride uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, like. When I, after I graduated high school, I go to a South Allegheny football game, and there were old guys in the stands who knew every single player's name and was bitching about this and complaining about that. I mean, it was like they knew exactly like like they didn't have any kids on the team, they 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 didn't have any relatives on the team, but they were there every single fucking week to watch high school football. Yeah, you know, and they knew the team as well as the the coaches and the parents. Yeah, you know. Like, where else do you get shit like that? <laughs> right. You know, like I said, maybe in Florida. Midwest. Texas, for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I will co- completely concede that, you know, Texas high school football is superior to Western PA football in all aspects. Like, the talent and the, the people that come out to watch it. Like, it's religion in Texas. Yeah. You know. So, like, I mean, high school football coaches have their own coaches show on, like, local access cable. (laughs) Fuck. Like, you know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about someplace where, like, you know, I can imagine the difficulties they're having keeping people out of high school football games. Yeah. You know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. All right, brother. Hero to this show, Don Bluth. Um, he is opening up. Don Bluth is teaming up with Lavelle Lee from TraditionalAnimation.com to create a brand new content from the newly formed Don Bluth Studios LLC. This new company is going to be establishing new characters new ideas, and new cartoons. These fully animated ideas will be pitched to television networks and online streaming services. 
We believe the public is craving another renaissance of hand-drawn animation. Our goal is to make the dream become a reality. Our company is very transparent, showcasing and updating the public with concept art, pencil tests, model sheets, animatics, and much more. Very excited to show everyone what we have been working on. Please join us on our new adventure. So, Don Bluth getting uh, trying to bring back hand-drawn animation. What do you think of that? I think it'll work. I do. Yeah. I, I think that. I mean, <clears throat> the Japanese have been doing it for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it had a resurgence as well. So. Yeah. I don't see why this wouldn't come through. Yeah, like, it was interesting to like just going back a couple weeks, you know, watching the 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 uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh. That had a a, a hand drawn look and feel to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was an American production, but it was meant to. It was inspired by anime. Right. Um. The Legend of Korra, on the other hand, it looked hand-drawn, but it had still a computer-generated feel to it. Yeah. Like, like Avatar still even felt hand-drawn. Like, everything about it, like, the detail and everything felt hand-drawn, where Legend of Korra, it felt too clean. Yeah. Um, I kind of like... I like the idea of like Don Bluth being behind this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if there's anybody who's, who can, who can bring this type of a renaissance on, it's going to be Don Bluth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope it takes, like, I, I hope I, I, I don't want computer generated cartoons to go away or, or, you know, but I think there's room for this style still. Yeah. Like I understand, it's, it's no longer going to be a guy drawing on a, on a piece of paper and then doing another. You know that that, that those days are dead. I understand that. It's right. still done on a computer, but there's a way to do it to make it still hand drawn. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I, I I would love to see that style come back. Um, you know, because like I mean, you look at Don Bluth's stuff. And even if you don't like it, it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. You know, like I, you, you, you. I mean, the the one that obviously jumps out always for for you and I is, is uh, you know, the Rats of Nymph, the Secret of Nymph. Yeah. But you know, the Land Before Time movies, the American Tale, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Rockadoodle, um, Anastasia. I mean. Those, those were, and I think he also did road. I want to, I want to say he did road to El Dorado. Yeah. Um, or he may have been a producer on that or something. I'm not quite sure, but, um, I, those, those, those are all like, whether you like them or not, they're beautiful. Yeah. You know, like I, I can't deny like the art, the artistry that, that Don Bluth has, right. um, in, in his cartoons and, um, you know, the secret of nymph will forever, ever hold a place in my heart. Right. You know, that's a beautiful piece of work in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Uh, beyond the story. I mean, it's like the animation is just fantastic. 
Right. So this is something you're, you'd be behind then? You're... Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. It, it always throws me when I see anime done computer-generated. Yeah. It has that feel. Like, I'm like, what? That's not right. That doesn't feel right at all. Right. No, Studio Ghibli that's... would never do this. That's what I mean. I think there's a place for it. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, I, I just hope, like, the children, like the kids of today, like, or even the adults, like, I think that's the, the part of the problem is, like, maybe, like, millennials will have a, a bit of, like, you know, the, la- the, the last airbender was very much in the millennials' wheelhouse as far as, like, you know, them growing up. Right. So I could see them maybe being drawn hope hopefully like but like don bluth's style like, and, and and not that this is going to be in his style because he definitely has a a style of animation um but like i, I just hope like the hand drawn can come back and it's something that like younger people can kind of grasp onto and, and 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 appreciate the artwork of it right you know like i think your our generation certainly can um because like so much of what like even like in the in our twenties like like stuff like like um you know At- Atlantis uh a few like even like the I mean people of our generation cling to like the Lion King and Little Mermaid and and you know that type of stuff like Disney's hand drawn like that 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 Disney Renaissance of the nineties right. um we re- the, like people of our generation really cling to that in a lot of ways. Right. Even though it, we were older, we were adults. That started when we were like in our teens, right? You know, so, so, so with that, it's the Bartonio mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, we have an email from our good friend. Super fan of Thad. Thad writes in, Hello, my two favorite hosts like to fuck like jackrabbits. Wow. Next time you need Kennywood trivia, you need to talk to the resident Kennywood expert and ACE member. That would be me. The jackrabbit is 100 years old. Kennywood celebrated the centennial this year. I should know. I went to Kennywood four times in this shorted season. Wow. That is shocking. Yeah. Guess who has jackrabbit wood? No, you perv. I don't mean a boner. I have actual wood from the jackrabbit. A couple of Christmases ago, they sold ornaments made from the jackrabbit and racer wood. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I just love hearing Sean say wood. It actually gives me a woody. Wood. Yeah. Mm, wood. All right. <laughs> That's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, you are wrong. Mm. It's called Lost Kennywood, not Old Kennywood. Get it right, you jackass. 
Whatever. It's hot <laughs> as fuck over there. I'm just kidding. I love Ian. Ian has... No, no. You don't want to know that. I guess my invite to the fantasy football, the PNP fantasy football league got lost this year. No, it didn't. We just didn't. Okay. Two things went into this. One, laziness. Not going to deny that. But two, like, I'm, I just don't know if the league is going to get, like, how this, the, the uncertainty of COVID-19 made me decide not to do it. Because you don't know, like, if a team comes down, like, <laughs> even though, like, it hasn't happened yet, like, you're just waiting for a team to come out with an outbreak. And how are they going to reschedule games? What are they, like, shit like that. Like, there's just, there's too much uncertainty in this season right. for me to think that a fantasy football league was a good idea. Right. Have you ever tried to, uh, no, no. No. Okay, it's time to go. I need to explain the platypus why my why the iron smelt. No, no, that's just nasty. That's just nasty, and so are you, sir. Next up, we have an email from our good friend the Otter, better known as Super Fan Tim. Cool. Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Kevin Bacon is still making ten movies a year because Bernie Madoff stole all of his money. For real. He even cut an interview, short one, one time, because the, the DJ asked him about it and was on his don't ask list. Well, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Whoa there. <laughs> Yearning for the old laser loop days? Well, the loop can be yours for a cool five grand. It's safe in Mexico. That doesn't include bre- breaking it down, transporting it, and building it again, but what a deal. I did see that. I guess the, the, the company in Mexico that bought it, and they've had it on you know up for like 20-plus years, I guess they're selling it now. So if you want a 40-year-old roller coaster, <laughs> I think it'll fit nicely in my alley. <laughs> right. Um, I was surprised when I took the pup to Kennywood last year that the only roller coaster she was big enough for was the Jackrabbit. She loved it, but I always thought the racers were the mildest of all the coasters. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. I guess the speed factor, though. I think it, it's because of how fast the racer goes. It, but, like, I, I think you're right from, like, a the standpoint of, like, thrills i think the racer is the least thrilling yeah i would say yeah you okay there yeah i just itchy yeah, eye it's itchy eye the old, the old itchy eye that sucks yeah um what i love about kennywood is how they incorporate the topography into the in of the area into the roller coasters the old ones always use the hillsides they are built into for the hills and stuff even the old steel Phantom got a ton of length from its second hill dumping down towards the river. That's true. Yeah. So I finished Stephen King's The Stand. It was good, but when that Rona, shout out home video hustle for that term, hit everyone on the Twitter was talking like it's his finest work. 
I don't agree. I liked it better. I also just finished The Shining and liked that more. Beaver and I are reading The Shining and Doctor Sleep, then going to watch the movies. I'm done with The Shining and about 40% through Doctor Sleep. I might like Sleep even better. It's a little bit off the rails, but Grown Up Danny is really interesting. We watched the first segment of the TV miniseries of Shining last night. It's hilarious how much 90s Stephen Weber reminds me of Bradley Cooper in Hangover. <laughs> if you get to, to check it out and see, see if you can spot it too. Well, Nancy has that on DVD. Like that version of The Shining. Yeah. She, I mean, and I do like I like it too for what it is. I think it's closer to the book than what the uh, the Jack Nicholson one is. Uh-huh. But um, and, uh, it, because it was a TV production, it, it it holds back a bit though. Yeah. You know, but still, I think it's I think it's well done, and I can tell you now, sir, I get where you're coming from with that st- '90s Stephen Weber. <laughs> like he he was the '90s version of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Um, watch Call Skong Island again last night. That movie doesn't get enough credit. It's solid. I'll agree with you. Right. I think it's a very good movie. Yeah, I said it. I thought it was surprising. Like, I mean, I know it, it it shocked you how good it was. Yeah. But I mean, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, you. I know your expectations were low. I know. You were like, what the fuck do I need with another King Kong movie? <laughs> and surprise! Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I disagree so much with John Boyega that I can't even begin to type it out. Okay, fine. I'll give it a quick, quick once over. Then I will suck. And it will suck because I won't be able to f- explain further. I think his character was really complex. And he saved the day in the end by taking down the command ship. Plus the aspect of the story of the of getting the girl. But shit, JJ only had three hours to try and bridge his first movie to the third movie with that round peg screwing up everything in the middle. I figured he was ripe for a spinoff, but I bet not so much now. By the way, why is BB-8 with Ray when it all ends? I mean, BB-8 and Poe were boys. Do you think Poe handed a BB unit that 8 was yelling, was eyeballing? Shame what happened to them. They were so cute together. <laughs> well, I, I, I okay. I, I'll say this. I think you're, you're right to a certain extent. Like, again, yes, The Last Jedi screws over John Boyega the most. Yeah. And because it screws over John Boyega the most, it ends up screwing him over in in the Rise of Skywalker. Right. Like, I, okay, I can't deny that. But at the same time, but the the, the problem becomes like I I do think if there like that's the problem is like I Ryan Johnson needed to find a way to use him better to right. tell a better story with with John Boyega. And get him to the third, the third act, where J.J. Abrams could use him better. Like he, he, he just, 
yeah, he saves the day. He blows up the command ship. He, yeah, that, that's fantastic. But, like, it's kind of like, you know, saying, well, like, you know, Lando blew up the second Death Star. Yeah. You know, like, you didn't get much. Like, I learned more about Lando in the, in, in the Empire than I did in, about him in Return of the Jedi. Right. You know, like if anybody got the short shrift, it was certainly Lando Calrissian. You know. Right. Um, so like I, I understand your point and I'm not going to deny that that you're right but overall he went from being like a focal point character it looks like in the first movie to in the third movie being a character that was just kind of there right so uh, as far as Ray ending up with BB-8 that's a good question I have no idea. I never thought about that. Yeah, I don't. You know. And why didn't Chewie come out of the Falcon at the end? Like, why? He's just kind of like, eh, I've been here. I know what the fuck's going on. I don't, I don't need to go out there. <laughs> I get that sand in my fur. It's fucking days. Makes fine. You, you go ahead and do your shit, and I'll just wait here. All right. There's a porg somewhere I can play with. Yeah. Otter continues. I saw a tenant. That's right. I saw a tenant. Who wants to touch me? I said, who wants to fucking touch me? Cartman voice. Good luck with that, Sean. Yeah, I, I, I can't do Cartman. The boss of the Pittsburgh branch rented out for a private showing. So it was a whole theater, but limited to only 20 people. Maybe 12 yeah. showed up. Private theater in Robinson, all recliners. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah, pimp living, no big deal. They say they hosed on everything between showings, and it seemed really clean. I mean, really, who are we kidding? I live like a hobo, and only millionaire actors with 50,000 square feet homes seem to be catching this shit, so fuck it. (laughs) Anyways, I like the movie. Unlike Interstellar, every time the main questions, every time the main character questions what is going on, someone tells them to shut up and stop fucking thinking linear. What a great way to tell the audience to shut up and just enjoy the flick. <laughs> I don't want to get into it for spoiler reasons, thank you, but everyone was good in it, and it may be my favorite non-Bats Nolan movie. I only watched Inception once at the drive-in on Tatooine. There was a chemical plant behind the screen washing out a lot of picture. Probably not the ideal conditions. So I should give it another shot in 4K or something. Funny factoid. I did not know the main character was Denzel Washington's kid. But about five minutes in the movie, I was like, this guy has to be Denzel's kid. His mannerisms and everything were right there. He looks like if Denzel Washington had a baby with James Harden of the Rockets. Or I think he's on the Rockets. What do I know? Well, James Harden is still on the Rockets, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude, and the dude can act. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I, you know, I, I like it. He's kind of tried to distance himself from his dad a little bit, but, you know, he, he doesn't play that up, like in interviews and stuff. 
But right. people are catching on to the fact that he's Denzel's kid now. Um, but still, dude's a fine actor, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I I I see nothing but big things for him, and you know, I'm I'm glad he's in a movie like this. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, that beard. He's got like a, a that big James Harden beard. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I can't like like those beards have become popular. Um, yeah. Like big. I could not imagine if you're an athlete, especially if you're an athlete. Like, and I get it like with basketball, but like I mean, you get sweaty and you get you know. You know, but like, you know, your beard's just gotta like be hot on your face. Like, and like guys who play football with a beard like that, like you, you gotta get the chin strap on and shit. Like, that is just gotta be annoying as fuck. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I, I, like if I still, like if I had a chance to play football or if I had played football professionally, like, that's the one thing I wouldn't have would be a beard. Yeah. You know, like just cause like, like I hate mowing the lawn with a beard. <laughs> Like before I mow the lawn, I make sure I give myself a, at least a, a trim up. Yeah. You know, like I can't imagine like like playing football, throwing on a helmet, and like you know, buttoning up a chin strap like with with all that hair all over your face. That's just gotta be like, fuck. Guys, do it though. Is in the beginning of the season. Hmm. It's probably better in the winter than it is in the beginning of the season. I don't know, man. Like, I I, I just. Like, having a helmet on, like, my coach used to bitch at me because I had a mullet. Yeah. You know, and he'd be like, oh, now you don't, make sure you don't get your hair cut. Because, you know, because you size it, like, at least back then, I'm, I'm sure especially now. Like, you know, but back then it was like, you know, you, you, you size up your helmet. And, like, you know, if you got a haircut, like, if you had long hair like that and you, you got a haircut, well, now your helmet's loose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know, especially not like where they like take precise um, measurements, and like these helmets are all like kind of like custom made for the players, yeah. especially like in, in college and pro football. Probably not so much in high school, but like in college and pro, like they're custom made for their head with the the cushioning and stuff to to try to reduce concussions. Um, like so, like having like a beard, like so, like where you're. Um, chin guards would go on the helmet like right in here like i just can't imagine like having like a big beard and having that pushing against your face all fucking game right you know what i mean but guys do it and then like the chin strap like on on top of everything else and you got that chin strap and like if you got like a big beard like some of these guys they got like these beards done like they got like tucked and that's just too like i just fucking shave it (laughs) you know just roll with the mullet. Yeah. So. All right, that's it, my friend. Um, anything like, like to add to the proceedings? No, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, hey. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. An email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Um, you can also find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And uh, we're on, on a couple of podcasting networks, 
can find us on the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, the listener, uh, for checking us out, us out each and every week. I can't thank you enough for that. Um, it's always a humbling to know that there's somebody out there listening to the show. <laughs> it is. It's like it's someday we're going to have zero listeners. I'm gonna be like, that makes sense. But the fact <laughs> that people listen just fascinates me to no end. So sure. thank you very much. I can't thank you enough for that. Sweet. And on that note, in a line that I stole from Dune, the, the dreamer, not the sleeper, but the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>